0: This is the Branches podcast. We try to keep it simple in this family of faith. Love God and love people. Let's not make it harder than Jesus intended. If you'd like to know more about our community of faith, you can visit us at branchesoc.com. So as we've been talking about loving God and loving people, we've especially started to look at what it means to share your faith. And a couple weeks ago we talked about inviting those that you're invested with. Um, Invest, and then invite. But what are we inviting people into? When it comes to this life of being a follower of Jesus, we may say one thing, but it looks different, is what I mean. Uh, A few years back, we went to Mongolia, and we ran this uh, youth camp. And so... The way that the school system had set it up, they said yes. You can. We want you to come and share about Jesus. They, there was no churches there. There were no um, outward expressions of people following Jesus, but they were open to it. And they said, please come and run this camp, and then share what you want to share. So we did the camp, and at the uh, at one point during the week, we we gave people the opportunity. These these kids, these 120 kids. We gave these teens the opportunity to make a decision to follow Jesus. And so as I'm looking at that and processing through that, and I invite them, all 120 stand up. And I remember the younger me would have been like, this is fantastic, this is amazing. But as that happened, I I was like, meh. I don't think they understand what I'm saying here. I found out later that for that particular culture, it it can be viewed possibly as um, taking one God and adding it to the bag of the other gods you have just to be safe, just to have all the bases covered. Not so much for heaven, but just to to appease the gods. And so as I shared this, I thought, I don't, it's harder than this. If you knew what it meant, if you knew what you were being invited into, you wouldn't just raise your hand. So we came back a year later and we were visiting the schools and so they were doing another camp and they were asking if there were any kids that had been before. So they're sharing with this class and this student uh, raises his hand and says, a year ago I went to this camp and a light went on in my heart that hasn't gone out since that's what we're inviting people into. So when those 120 stood up, I said, okay, let everybody sit down. I really want you to understand what this means. And then they all stood up again. So I don't know who understood and who didn't, but I do know that not 120 of them all made decisions to follow Jesus. They made maybe made decisions to make a statement of faith, a belief, But it doesn't mean that they made a decision to follow, to trust Jesus to lead them. So when we are inviting people, and we need to know what we're inviting them into, we're not inviting people just to make the cut. And that's how we look at it sometimes and a lot of other people. Well, I don't want to be left out, and we don't want to have people left out, so let's just hurry up and get people to make these decisions. But Jesus was calling disciples that's what he was calling us to apprentices students and so we need to understand that if anyone is going to claim to be a Christian they cannot say but I'm not a disciple when you are making a decision to follow Jesus you're making a decision to be a disciple and there is a difference because nowadays you can be a Christian and not a disciple but that was never the intention, and that's not what God has for us, because that's not life to the full. And so I wanna take a little bit deeper of a dive here um, of what does it mean you can't be a Christian and not a disciple. So what I wanna do is, is help define that word discipleship, and the one that I think has done it best is Dallas Willard, and this is what uh, he said. He said, we need to clarify in our minds what discipleship is. My definition, a disciple is a person who has decided that the most important thing in their life is to learn how to do what Jesus said to do. And he goes on, a disciple is not a person who has things under control or knows a lot of things. Disciples are simply people who are constantly revising their affairs to carry through on their decision to follow Jesus. Simple and to the point. Jesus was not calling people to call themselves Christians, not to join the club. He was calling people to be disciples. And when he sent us out, when he sent the people of God out, he said in Matthew uh, 28, therefore, go and make disciples. It's very clear. And then you see it just lived out. You see how this plays out in the way that Jesus walked. I mean, we look here in in, uh, Mark, first chapter of Mark, right? Verse 16, so Jesus is, is, you see Simon and his brother Andrew and they're casting a net into the lake. And he says, come follow me. And there was no confusion there because it says at once they left their nets and actually their boats and they left it on the shoreline And they followed him. And then we see that he'd gone a little bit farther. So just a few more steps, right? And he sees James and John, the sons sons of Zebedee, says the same thing to them. He calls them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and they followed him. They literally started walking behind him to learn how to live this life. That's what we're being called to. Martha and Mary, they're sitting and And Martha's doing all the cooking, and Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening. And Martha's upset. What are you doing? She's not helping me. She's not doing what she should be doing. And Jesus makes it clear, oh, she's doing exactly what she needs to be doing. In fact, he says, Mary has chosen what is better. And it will not be taken away from her. We see the rich man. This rich man's like, hey, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? I want to be a part of this. I I want to be part of the club. Do you? Because Jesus is basically saying, I want you to make sure you understand what we're talking about here. For you especially, you have a problem with money. So go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. But this is what he was calling him to. Then come follow me that's what we're being drawn into that's what this life is to look like and so when I think of how this plays itself out we're getting ready to to plant our church um, before next summer and as we're preparing our hearts and our minds if if you're from branches and you're listening in then this is to prepare us if we're investing in inviting we need to understand what we're inviting people into What our hope is. Because when you go to these large um, festivals, these large uh, crusades, they're beautiful. My father-in-law came to the Lord that way and is still trying to walk with him today. But about three-fourths of the people that make decisions, who raise their hands and say, I want to follow Jesus, three-quarters of them never even make it to a church. It doesn't stick. When it comes to us sharing with others, we have to share with those that show that they have a need. They want this. But more importantly, we need to live this way. We need to live as disciples in our communities of faith. Otherwise, people come, and no matter what we say, they're only going to see what we do. When we talk about following Jesus and what it means to be the community of people that are following Him, it's not taught; it's caught. Whenever you get a new job, if you get a job as a, uh, uh, as I did one time as a kid, where you you have to cold call people, it was a political thing. I don't remember what it was, but as I'm calling people, they told me all the things I was supposed to do. I couldn't remember all of that, but I looked around. And I saw what everybody else was doing, and I saw they weren't doing some of the things they were told we were supposed to do, so I just copied what they did. I remember when I had a job uh, making pizzas and then delivering them. And I remember I, you know, they explained all, everything to me, little videos, papers and forms and books, and um, basically I just looked and saw what they were doing and copied what they were doing. I thought we were supposed to put this many pepperonis. Eh, whatever. Well, what about this? I mean, the delivery, ah, uh, you know, we just do it this way wait, I thought that the bread was supposed to go for this long and you can't sit for this long. Eh, it works. I just did what everyone around me did. And when we come to being the community of faith, our words are not nearly as important as our actions. And so I want to close with this because <coughs> this was very impacting to me because it's my children. And uh, my kids are some would say, at a disadvantage because they're pastor's kids. And I remember when the Lord called me to be a pastor, I was like, oh, no, no, come on, Lord, you got to take care of my kids because I don't want this to mess them up. This calling seems to have a bad track record for the children. And so my kids have always pretty much considered themselves Christians. I'm in the club, I've been there since birth, I'm around. And one of my kids recently came to me and said, dad something happened he was hanging out with some guys and and um, he knew that the Lord was doing something to his heart and so they're talking in this group and people are speaking over him and and um, he hardly knew some of them but some of them he he looked up to and walked with and he said dad you know there's some verse I don't know where it is I said just say it he goes well I go, it doesn't matter where it is, what chapter, what verse, what book. He goes, it just says, I've been doing this. I've been trying to keep my life. But now I realize that that's not a life worth keeping. And if I want real life, I gotta let go of that life and trust the life that Jesus has for me. And it's gonna be painful to let go, but that's what I want. I'm so excited. I want to follow Jesus. The verse he was referring to was Luke 17, 33, And it's in several other places, said different ways because it's a constant theme. Whoever tries to keep their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life will preserve it. And in other places, it said, whoever wants to keep their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. That is my hope and my prayer for those that I love so deeply, my children and for our church. I don't want us to settle for being Christians. I want you to know the full life of what it means to follow Jesus, to let go of the life that you have and say, Lord, I'll do whatever you want. I want to be a disciple. I want to learn to live as you are calling me to live. I'm going to follow you. I hope that's helpful. I hope that's insightful. And I hope it helps you to clarify that Jesus did not call Christians. He called disciples. God bless.